welcome to After Adult. Before we begin, I'd like to do a little exercise. Please, if you will, close your eyes with me. What I would like you to do now is picture what you think someone who is in porn looks like. What color is their hair? How tall are they? What's their skin color? How old or young are they? How big or small are their secondary sex characteristics? Let's all take a moment to visualize that in our brains. While you're doing that, I'll hum something for you. Hum a little tune as you're thinking of going through this exercise. Maybe Adrian will put some music in that is royalty free. You may open your eyes now. This is After Adult. I'm Rachel. I'm Adrian. <laughs> I had no idea that that was going to happen. I didn't, to be fair, I didn't either. Oh my god. I was like, is this, sorry, this is going to sound awful. Yeah. Was it when I said second, 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 when I said secondary sex characteristics? Say that five times fast. Was that when I lost you? <laughs> no, you never lost me. I just, w- well, when you started humming, I was, I just was like, this is Willy Wonka in the tunnel. <laughs> like, it, is, it was a hundred, I was like, it's almost the same tune. It's, this is, you was, have become no, Willy no, Wonka in the tunnel. No, was that, that what one, you were going for there? No, I was just. Because if I can find that shit royalty free. I was just, I was really aiming for something that was royalty free or that was so on the fly. That no one would be able to be like, get rid of that shit. Anyway. Obviously, that was not a planned song. So. No. Thank you. Improv. You're listening to After Adult. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Um, tuning in. Thanks for turning your dial to. To After Adult. What a one point fuck. <laughs> after Adult, you're. Tri- your afternoon dragon we, commute. Yeah, explosion sound. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Adrian. I'm Rachel. Oh, all right. Um, this episode, today's episode is about uh, body image. Body image. Today's episode also makes it sound like we do this every day. This week's episode is about body image. I mean, I would love to do this every day. Someone give us a radio show. We'll do this every day. If someone just gives me money to do it, then I can and will happily. If someone gives me money to do it, I probably still won't do it every day. (laughs) I have a real job. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That you really like. I really like. Okay, so where can the people find us? You can find us on the internet. On Instagram, we're at afteradult. We're at afteradultpod on Twitter. And uh, the website is afteradult.com. You can find us and subscribe to us and review us on anywhere that I just can't talk. Um, Any of the places that she just listed. And you can listen to us on... Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. On Spotify, on Google Play, on... All the podcast places. Oh, on all of them? Like, literally all of them Like, Stitcher? Yeah. Like, iTunes Podcast? Yeah. Apple Podcast? Uh I don't know what it's called. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Google Uh, Play? Uh Uh-huh. Like, SoundCloud? Uh Uh-huh. Like, Spotify? Yeah. Wow. Literally I listed two of those. Uh-huh. Cool. So it's just easier at this point to just say wherever you get your podcasts. Just like all the cool people do, like on NPR and stuff. What if I get my podcast from a hole in the wall? Well, then there must be a smartphone in that hole in the wall that's no, got it's Spotify like, it's on like it. it's like being John Malkovich style. It's oh. like the, it's like the well, half floor. I assume that you just have like RSS feeds programmed into your brain at that point. Okay. That's so you cool. shouldn't have an issue. If you're that good with technology, then you don't need our help. So we had a very nice review. We did. We had such a cute review. It Let me read so it. It was so nice. And you know what? If you get, if you say something nice, maybe we'll read it and we'll be like ah about it. I'll like, 
that's that's an excited noise in case you couldn't tell we can we can maybe do that noise after i re- read this one we'll see i like we'll both get our genuine reaction even though i think we both read it already but whatever no one needs to know that this is from that one 7090 on apple podcasts um we got five stars thank you for the five stars that's fantastic um their review says listen to a few episodes for the first time today while on a road trip and really enjoyed it got to my destination and checked out the instagram and discovered who the host is i had seen some of her work before and now i'm really interested in hearing more of her post industry insights a very good podcast that should gain more subscribers i agree don't you rachel yeah, don't forget, if we get enough reviews and subscribers, my mom will come on and talk about porn with us. So if you ever needed a motivating reason to leave more reviews, you probably want to hear Rachel's mom's thoughts on porn. I mean, that's what we would talk to your mom about, right? Like, we haven't even talked about that. She did come on. I mean, I'd assume so. I want to hear my mom's views on porn. Would it be a full episode? She didn't, like, promise anything. She just said she would come on. She didn't say it could literally be, like, hi. She still doesn't know that this is a thing. (laughs) She knows that you're doing this. No, she does. But, yeah, but she doesn't know about the incentive. Oh, Oh, my God. Well, one day she'll actually listen, and she'll be like, "What the? Yeah, f-? she just doesn't she'll just realize it's this she running joke listen for to podcasts that often. <laughs> she like I tried to recommend some Typical other mom. podcasts to her, and she was like, uh, "But I have like Regis and Kelly on in the morning or something. It's, you know, it's not Regis and Kelly anymore. It's like it's like Kelly and Hoda. No, Hoda and no, Kathy Regis, Lee. Oh, I can't. You're I don't thinking know. of They're the third hour of the Today Show." And not live with Regis and Kelly, which then became live with Kelly and Michael. And now oh. it's live with Kelly and, I don't know, someone no else. No one really cares, though, because Michael Strahan's not on it. Like, I mean, he's like not on it anymore. I know. Okay, anyway. Any, okay. All anyway, right. You told me something really interesting that has nothing to do with this Correct. episode. And it blew my mind. How did and I- it's because <laughs> you said sploosh. And... <laughs> And then you told me that you saw holes for the first time in your oh, life. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't say oh. it was the first time. Is that why you thought it was so interesting? Yeah, that's why oh, I was Oh, now like... we just have to cut this whole thing out. Fuck. Oh, that's fine. No, it was not the first time. In fact, it was, I don't know how many times, but I watched holes so many times in a row in high school. See, maybe now it's interesting again. No. If I tell you that I watched it no, we're just... innumerable times, also cut. with the cast commentary real no, from the let's dvd just, let's just cut this part out fine okay so how are you doing i'm doing pretty well cool it's really hot right now it's my my apartment is kind of muggy it's a little, it's a little warm yeah i mean i'm okay with it it's like because it's, it's it feels summery yeah and it's nice. your cat is looking out the window and not half climbing out the window so oh, we're in a good spot right now god i do we need to talk about that should we talk about that yeah i want everyone to know how brave and selfless i am yes so (laughs) rachel saved my cat she owes me a favor my life she owes georgia banks owes me a favor georgia banks owes rachel one of her nine lives because uh as i was setting things up for the podcast and was preoccupied looking at shit on my computer i had because it's muggy in my apartment i had just opened the windows in my living room because I don't want to turn on the AC because it makes too much background noise for recording. But I just opened up the windows in my living room, and um, I've only I haven't lived in this place more than like not even a full year yet, so I didn't realize this. But one of the windows doesn't have a screen on it; <laughs> it's just open to the world, and I live on the second floor. And so I'm like preoccupied looking at my computer, and Rachel says. What I don't know. What did you say? You were like, <laughs> "Is your cat about to jump out of the window?" <laughs> and I look over, and I fucking nearly died. Like had a heart attack because Georgia Banks, my child, had, half of her body is just hanging out the window. Like I just see her hind legs, like on this side of the windowsill. It looks like she's hanging out. Like she's just going to drop any second. And I just walked over there very slowly because I didn't want to come up from behind her and scare her and make her actually jump out the window. And once I got over there, though, I realized that um, 
there is like a brick ledge on the other side, so there was a good four inches, so I don't think she would have fallen out. She would have had to like very intentionally jump. But still, it gave me a fucking heart attack, and I thought that my cat was about to die, and Rachel saved my cat's life. Thank you, Rachel. I'm a hero. So, I've been thinking <laughs> actually stressful. a lot about body image recently. Not just because of porn, mm-hmm. but because... There's a really great new series on Hulu called Shrill. Yes, I love it. I am a plus size woman, and literally every single thing she experiences that you're like, wow, this is debasing as fuck. I've experienced from people from like dieting since I was that young. Like, I remember my first Weight Watchers meeting was when I was in seventh grade. My. Then I was on Jenny Craig when I was 15. Um, I did Weight Watchers again when I was in my senior year before college. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I mean, I had someone troll me when I was in college. They, like, there was a picture of me online because one of our A's had their birthday and I was eating a piece of cake. And it was the comment, like, I don't remember it now. I remember who said it. It was basically something like, when does she not have like cake in her mouth or something like that or like or like you could tell that she God. always put cake in her mouth or something that's exactly like one of the comments that the fucking troll leaves on her yeah i mean a lot nastier in, but or on her post in yeah no one ever told me i should like die because of my size but yeah that was that was not fun but you know if you haven't watched real yet Literally, I don't care if you finish this episode of this podcast. Stop. Go watch that. Like, <laughs> I mean, sure, I guess. It's so good. It is really good. But so I've been thinking about a lot. I've been thinking about it in relation to what we talk about because when I did this exercise, like the exercise we did at the uh, top of the hour, mm-hmm. myself, I basically pictured like a human Barbie and Ken. Like, to mm-hmm. me, when you think of a stereotypical porn star, it's for, for what? For first of all, they're cisgendered. Yes. Like they're white, but they're tan. Mm-hmm. Um, like they for women, they've they either have naturally big boobs or they've had a boob job. Um, they have bleach blonde hair. For men, huge like might as well have. A third leg style <laughs> tick. Um, and like, you know, abs for days. Mm-hmm. And like, everyone is like toned and pretty. Like, plastic surgery has been had. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's what I think of when I think of like stereotypical mainstream form. Let us know what you thought of in that visual exercise. Because I'm curious to know, because I know that is not, in fact, what all porn stars look like, especially when you get into less mainstream, like when you get into more like like porn for women by women. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. But what were you thinking of? Well, first of all, I'm going to insert, um, and I haven't said this on air yet, but if, if anyone does have any comments about like body image and how watching porn has changed your perception of that or even just if you want to tell us something about like do you see yourself reflected or represented in any way in the porn that you've seen or watched like let us know um you can yeah because because we're gonna because we're gonna talk about it yeah we are what was your when we did that visual exercise what was your what were your thoughts because I, because you didn't know that that was where I said we're going to do a little exercise and you should go and blind to it. But I think your, I was like, I think your idea is going to be different than my idea. Um, maybe surprisingly, my idea is not far off at all from yours. I still picture, and and part of this is because. Oh, and no pubic hair. No hair anywhere on any of these people except on their heads. My visualization didn't get into enough of like a fine grain detail that I even got to the pubic hair. Now I would say by default, I don't assume because I actually having worked in the industry, like I still, at least in my era, like 2012 and on, I saw more pubic hair than I did not see. 
So, but I think that probably people's general stereotype is still like no pubic hair, but um, it's not as common, I think, as as the assumption might be. But as far as like an overall body type, I 100% also picture a cisgender white woman who has tanned skin, who's um, kind of Barbie-like, meaning, you know, I, I actually don't picture a woman with, like, gigantic fake breasts, like, with implants. Oh, I'm not talking about, like, what you were pre-surgery. I'm talking about, like, a D or a C cup. Oh, well, yeah. No, not even that, though. Like, because for me, the thing that I... And, and this is where, like, I'm not necessarily totally different, but I still picture someone who very much fits within, like, the ideals of, like, this is the most attractive thing. Mm, okay. So... I picture a woman that has, like, very, quote-unquote, proportional, like, okay. maybe large breasts, but also, like, wide hips, you know? Hourglass like, figure. Correct. Like, okay. like, like, um, the type of women that you would normally see, like, modeling bikinis for, like, whatever consumer brand website. Victoria's Secret. Yeah, that type of shit. Like... So, yeah, not, like, gigantic, huge, like, implants, but still, like, quote-unquote, ideal body proportions. That's not what I look like. It's not what I look like. (laughs) Is that what you look like, listener? Are you a Victoria's Secret model? We don't mean to judge you if you are. If you are and you're listening, then thanks for caring. thanks for listening. It's not a judgment. It's just that that's what I think of when I think of... What people who are in porn look like, mm-hmm. and it's what I see in more mainstream porn. Like, if 100%. I'm if I'm going to Pornhub, yeah, and and it's just the flood of images as I try to narrow it down. That's yeah. what you see at first. And I that, I also I should add to like a, addendum. Um, I also imagine like a very big butt okay because that's like now that's like a thing i don't know that it always was yeah Um, except that that i think you could argue is i mean yes it's that they're like a bubble different i know they're taking different stands but like kim kardashian oh yeah no i mean i i'll I'll... and the rise of the instagram model Mm -hmm. yeah no a lot of a lot of butts and by no means am I saying this in a way to like throw shade at anyone. Like, I like I've had plastic surgery. Breast reduction is plastic surgery, mm-hmm. so I am not saying that this is like a bad thing. Um, but these days, like you just don't like it, it. Like if someone has like a very large butt, especially in porn or somewhere where like their image is their living, like yeah, that might that might have been purchased. Like it, it it's so it. The only reason I'm pointing that out is to say that, like, if you have the means and you have the funds to do things like plastic surgery or implants, whether they're breast implants, butt implants, whatever, um, it's just a place of privilege to be in to be able to, like, mold yourself to fit this crazy standard of, like, what's supposed to be the most attractive. How often were you told or heard stories about people telling you or like somebody else you knew that you needed to get quote-unquote work done and like what kind of work was it um so I there were very few people in the porn industry who to my face said you should get work done um the closest that I came to having that experience was the agent that I had um at LA Direct when I first first started out because his thing I kind of talked about this in like the last episode but um the way that his agency worked is like before he signed me at all I had to like go very awkwardly strip naked and stand in a room and like he just stared at my naked body standing there very awkwardly when I'd already sent him photos of myself so like he knew what I looked like but it's just in person he wanted to see so (laughs) it's just standing like, naked in a room in front of this very creepy man. 
um, with like his computer, pro- like the website programmer was like off in the corner. <laughs> I always felt bad for the website programmer because he just seemed like he got treated like shit constantly. But um, <laughs> so that was very awkward. And like he, um, he, the agent, Derek, he had this very like judgmental slash disappointed look on his face. Oh. Yeah, and it was very kind of anticlimactic. Like, I remember in the moment going, this probably isn't great. Like, I was very aware at, you know, 22, 23 years old that I don't have the quote-unquote, like, ideal body for porn, for mainstream porn. I knew that. It's like it wasn't fucking lost on me, but I also knew that, like, people aren't all attracted to the same thing. And shit has to change eventually. So, anyway. He just (laughs) did not seem like he liked what he saw. Nevertheless, he signed me anyway. And he didn't say anything directly to me about my weight ever. Um, Instead, what he did was he tried to undermine the way that I wanted to brand myself. If that okay. makes sense. I wanted to, I was very adamant from the beginning that I would brand myself as like a mainstream performer. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of terms and like niches that you could kind of target when you're shooting porn scenes. And of course, one of those niches is BBW, which stands for big, beautiful woman. Um, there's other ones as well, but he kind of tried to hire me out for just that type of porn shoot. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was very adamant about no, because I don't want to be shoved into a niche. I want to gain exposure to as many people as possible. Um, oh, and I wanted Georgia to do mainstream Banks. stuff. Georgia Banks is attacking things on the floor. Well, just, she looked like she was going to eat that piece of oh. plastic thing. And I've it's heard... just paper. And okay. She, uh, you know what? I'm going to say if it entertains her, let's leave her be because that's, that's less attacking of the feet. She hasn't attacked my feet yet. <laughs> See? Maybe it's because of that piece of paper on the floor. The person I'm seeing, his his cat attacks the feet when he wants to be fed. He's like, he's like, feed me! It's her. God. Um, so I don't need to continue going off a cliff with that story. But that is just to say that he didn't he didn't need to tell me like that's that's okay. the thing. So he didn't even believe in my ability to have success enough to give me advice on how to improve. Mm-hmm. Because if he had given me advice on how to improve, so to say, it would have been get a tummy tuck, like lose a bunch of weight. Literally, that would have been it. He, I wouldn't even need to hear it from him to know that that's what he would have said because that's what he said to every... Like, that's what he wanted all his models to look the same. But, you know, get a tummy tuck, lose a bunch of weight. Um, get He probably would have told me to get implants, which sounds kind of outlandish because I already had G cup boobs at the time but but it's not uncommon I mean women with naturally large breasts who go into porn do sometimes end up getting implants on top of their naturally large breasts just to make them perkier oh my god yeah it's it's actually somewhat common I don't want to say it's like all the time but like I saw it enough that it's not. It became like something my, kind of expected. My to me. oh my god isn't a judgment of doing it. It's because I like. I feel like it would just hurt. Like it'd I hurt thought about doing it. Really, what made you decide not to? Um. Well, I thought about doing it. Not ever really seriously. Oh, okay. I think I entertained the idea. You know, hmm. and only because, and this is something that we can kind of get more into the meat of when we're like you know further discussing all of this or whatever let's get into the meat of it now okay cool um so essentially one of the things that i heard constantly when i was in porn was during photo shoots like still photo shoots Mm -hmm. because of course if you're filming a porn video like the director doesn't want to interrupt the sex that you're having they do want it to look as natural as possible, even though it's obviously not very natural sometimes. Like, they still at least want to, like, not interrupt you constantly. So this never happened during filming an actual scene because they just, it's not important at that point. But when they're shooting stills that are going to be, like, going on banner ads on websites or, you know, DVD covers or whatever, like, stills are used all kinds of ways. A lot of um, photographers were super concerned about, like, making the models look as 
perfect and desirable as possible in those stills. Mm-hmm. And if you have um, any any woman listening who has, or you know, I should not use binary terms, but like anyone listening who has larger natural breasts that move around freely will understand that you know what happens if you have big boobs and but not implants and you lay down on your back they disappear into your armpits they go bye-bye yeah porn photographers hate that shit all the time i can't tell you how many times because i don't know why it's like this thing where like i guess it's passive but pretty looking for a woman to like lay on her back like looking back at the camera like it's behind me like you know like I'm laying on my I arch my back is that why I you... turn my head backward like this and I go oh and I have this like flirty little smile and the photographer would always go I need your bo- I need you to push your boobs together I need you to make your boobs pop up more like make them is come that out why, more is that why you see in a lot of shots like women are cradling their arms yes. under their chest like they're trying Correct. to cross your arms but your boobs are too big, so you can't cross your arms. That's like the porn. Way. I call it like the porn, the porn boob cradle, where girls are like, yeah, it's like that weird arm crossing, and then you're like usually tilting to one side, and it's very awkward. And no one fucking does that in real life. It's only because photographers are so fucking obsessed with forcing women to pose as if they have implants. That's all it's about. It's trying to make your boobs look as, like, inflated as possible when they're not. Pouring boob cradle. Yeah. It sounds, like, a lot nicer than it really is. That's true. It sounds, like, really nice. Like, someone's just, like... It's, like, three words that might have positive connotations. (laughs) But when they are combined, they mean something awful and treacherous. It's, like, someone sees that you're... That, you know, if your breasts are really weighing on you that day... And they just are like, you need a little extra support. Let me help you. And they're like, they're like a hand bra. Yeah. And they're just holding it. And they're just like, let me cradle your boob. Mm-hmm. Man, which wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> Except no, it's me cradling my own boobs for the sake of a photographer who has completely unrealistic beauty standards. Yeah. And I shouldn't blame the photographers even. They literally, their job is to photograph what people want to look at yeah and then they or what or what the big bosses say that people Mm -hmm. want to look at and therefore will make them money which makes the photographer money and the photographer wants to keep getting work he's got to get that shot yep it's like hey guys these are our um our top seo terms this quarter what's an seo term search engine optimization thanks Porn is the internet, guys. Like, if you don't think that porn companies are looking at every fucking detail of what you search online when you look at porn, they are. And they're analyzing it, and they are adjusting what they film to fit what they think that you want to see. So, if you don't like unrealistic standards of how women and femme-presenting people appear, and you want to see more body types... Maybe try to actually search for that when you're looking at porn. Yeah, but then you have the then you have the thing of like, okay, well, I know that if I'm looking for someone who looks like me, which I won't find because mm-hmm. I'm because I'm shorter and I'm not an hourglass figure, and like, but the only category of things that will fit what I'm looking for, if I want to pretend that I'm, if I'm trying to picture my face on the porn models is putting bbw yeah which is not because even bbw i mean bbw doesn't even know what it like the porn industry doesn't even know what that it doesn't and also it's just a catch-all for anyone who isn't like a straight size essentially and and even it's the same thing with plus size modeling for mainstream is that they're not what it, the size that they wear isn't even what would be considered plus size. Like they're a size, like they're an eight or eight, a ten. or they're yeah. size ten, which is just ludicrous. Like, yeah, fourteen and up, baby. Right. Yeah, that's so true. Because at pretty much every store that carries like standard sizing, you're gonna be able to get up to like a twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's bullshit. Um. Kind of, it's kind of the same, I guess, in the sense that like porn producers, at least, you know, on this side of 
the world. I, I don't really, I can't ever speak to really like overseas production. I know that there's pretty big markets overseas, but like, of course, all my experiences in the U.S. But like, all of everything outside of your kind of what we both pictured as like the porn star. Mm-hmm. Anything that doesn't really fit into that very, very, very narrow ideal is treated as though it's a niche. Yeah. And therefore given different treatment, like marketed differently. It's like, and that's what I was told going into, it was like, oh, we're going to put you in this. Like the first, one of the first things that I was like a big, a bigger project with like, you know, a, a company that had like good like production value that I was excited about because I knew it would be shot really beautifully was this, um, I was told that it was just like a regular scene, like a boy girl, like straight, AKA Mm -hmm. straight sex scene that, um, I was supposed to be given the cover of. And I was just excited because I was like, Oh, I'll be on the cover of like my first DVD. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. What a great opportunity. And I was really excited to shoot for that company. Um, and, I was, at the time, and I I kind of, like, feel weird about this now, like, admitting this, because I think that it probably could be interpreted differently than how I thought of it at the time. But um, when that DVD came out, they had named it um, Big Girls Are Sexy, and on the back, it had said, like, it had said, like, category, because the DVDs uh, always have, like, sections listed for categories on the back wow. where the porn stores, like, physical porn stores are supposed to shelve them. Yeah. Like, in what section it goes. And it said category BBW. And I had actually asked the company outright. I was like, is this going to be categorized this way? Because I have already, like, going into this, like, I'm branding myself as mainstream performer. Like, I don't care what you think of how I look, Mm -hmm. but I don't agree to allow myself to be marketed this way, which was just me trying to do some really clever, like psychological tricks on people. Cause ultimately at the end of the day, I still signed like a release and had no fucking control over how they market me. Yeah. And I knew that, but I still like wanted to really drive that home and like make the point. Um, so anyway, that was like the first thing I was on the cover of and they put it in like that category and I was pissed off not because I have a problem with that but because I saw exactly what they were doing by doing that it was like we don't think that we can sell this performer we don't think that this girl will be a successful porn star if we market her as mainstream because no one wants to see that so we got to put this other like niche label on it and kind of tuck it away and that's how I felt and they did it again like a couple years later Mm. and uh you know, so I, I dealt with that kind of thing the whole time. And um, you're white. And I'm white. Like, I don't... It's a really... It gets, it's privileged to, for me to be able to complain about, like, oh, I got this cover of a... Like, this company just wanted to hire me repeatedly. <laughs> but they did. But also, they mm-hmm. didn't listen to me saying, like, this is my branding. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, you know? I feel like body image and porn really when we're talking about, like, things like a Venn diagram, body image, and fetish, really, as far as, like, the marketing of those bodies, really intersect. Mm-hmm. Side note, I believe that's actually where we got the idea to talk about this episode, was when we were talking about the fetish episode. Pretty sure it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, so how did porn affect... Did I ask this in the fetish episode? No. How did porn affect your personal body image? Like, and, well, no. Actually, well, let me ask this first. What we sort of, of talked about that very briefly, but it's yeah. a large conversation, so. I actually want to ask this first. What were some of the things that you did physically to get ready for a shoot? Um, the biggest one was body hair. That was the biggest and most, like, because I, I guess I should frame it as what are things that I wouldn't normally no within I my like even, everyday life. No, no, know? I'm even counting like everyday life. Like, did oh, okay. you like tanning bed or working out or that, like all of yeah. those things? Because because I for me your body is the sales pitch. Yeah. So even so, even everything in your normal life. Mm-hmm was part of 
working up to that's that's true yeah okay that's a good point so if we're gonna just include all of it then mm-hmm. like it's head to toe it's literally like every inch of my body um i was already getting into body hair so i'll start there but like um i didn't totally shave my body like i always uh for the i think maybe at the very beginning i had a completely shaved bush but very very soon because i i never had a sh- like totally shaved anyway and mm-hmm. i just Literally, when I first started in porn, I'm pretty sure that initially I was like, I should be shaved, right? So I just did it. Um, but within, like, a couple months, I was like, this is fucking weird. And then I went to, like, a landing strip. So I always, like, I always maintained, like, some appearance of having pubic hair, but I trimmed, like, everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Including, like, around my butt. Um, <laughs> yeah, so when a camera's very, very close up there, they... Uh, they want to see what's going on. So some of that's practical. Um, some of it's personal. Like, mm-hmm. I actually don't mind being pretty trimmed down there. Um, but for the most part, it's for aesthetic reasons, for sure. Um, uh, of course, like, shaved legs. Like, please name me one femme-presenting cisgender woman in porn who doesn't have shaved legs. Like, I'm sure. I'm sure they're out there. But that's probably also niche. But, uh, yes, they are probably also they, it'd niche. It'd be a like, like, hairy woman or something like correct, that. Correct. It would be. Um, which I got some requests for, and that was always fun. Um, so, like, shaved legs, shaved armpits, uh, trimmed or fully shaved off pubic hair, um, facial hair, like, which I, I don't really grow much hair on my face naturally. I get, like, the tiniest little bit of a mustache, and I bleached it. Um, I... Fucking tweeze the eyebrows, you know, that's body hair, I guess. Um, I put a lot of time and money into my hair on my head. Like, a lot, a lot. I would get my hair trimmed, um, colored, treatments. Like, I did keratin treatments, like, to keep it super straight. Because my hair gets, like, weirdly, like, kind of, like... I just have very fine hair and it gets really wavy and, like, annoying and humidity. So I always had keratin treatments... Um, which also I paid for the keratin treatments to combat the damage from repeatedly bleaching and coloring my hair. <laughs> so it's just like a domino effect. Um, but God, just on hair alone, I spent $500 every 12 weeks or so. Whoa. Yeah. It, it, it's not cheap. Um, always, always, always having um, nails and toes done. So manicures and pedicures. I did those myself. And I still, to this day, only do them myself. Like, the only time I'll get a pedicure is if my mom, for whatever reason, is like, well, let's go get a pedicure together. And it's like a mom experience. But I don't like to pay other people to do my nails for me. Like, it, um, I'm too picky. So I always did my own um, nails and toes. So at least I saved the tiniest bit of money there. Um, Fuck, I would do... I always did spray tanning, um, which... I was afraid to do at first because that when I first signed with LA Direct, my agent told me, you are not allowed to spray tan. It literally was like a thing that he like had a sit down conversation and he gave me like all the like rules of what he wanted his models to do. Why weren't you allowed to spray tan? Because quote unquote, it looks unnatural and orange and it, might bleed onto like you know you're you get sweaty during yeah. scenes sometimes you're filming in like warehouses where there's just like a fan off in the distance but they can't run the ac because it's too loud or whatever so <laughs> so just for reasons of like on camera appearance they don't want you to sweat off your spray tan shit which that's like spray tans actually like change your like they absorb into your skin temporarily so like if it bleeds on anyone it's because it's like that crap that they put on to guide it so you know where you're putting it right that stuff of course bleeds anyway um so i did spray tans even though i was told not to so because Derek hay didn't want anyone that was the agent's name that i had i mentioned his name in like the last episode too but um (laughs) because He was like, no spray tans, you have to, if you're gonna be tan, and I want you to be tan, by the way, you have to go to a tanning bed. Which essentially is just 
telling someone they have to get skin cancer. Yeah. Like, you can't do that shit. And I've, I've tried a tanning bed, but, like, it's, uh, it's not for my people. And by that I mean very white and very Scandinavian and pale and (laughs) only, only Scandinavian. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's not a good deal. Um. So I did spray tans. I always did them. Like, I don't think I ever didn't have a spray tan at any point when I was photographed when I was okay. in the porn industry. Um, fuck. I don't know. What, like, that's kind of the main stuff. Like, but Isn't I mean, that, like, anyway, gym and diet. It. and. Oh, yes. Okay. So that stuff. Um, that's just like a whole thing, too. Yeah, but this is part of what... Also, I... <laughs> okay, so this is part of my beef. Uh-huh. With um, uh, me with Corey, but also with like Hollywood and like yeah. the whole image. Me is that, of course, if your job is to look good on camera for on camera or for like promotions or for whatever, and that's your full time job, it's not that like you sit around. Just I mean, I'm sure some of them do. I'm sure some people are just like they really are that naturally blessed whatever but most people have to work it so you know j-lo didn't just wake up with you know buns of steel right like maybe it's a little bit but like she works out every day yeah with a personal trainer mm-hmm. multiple hours a day um and especially even just having a a job where you are super physical mm-hmm. has its own like degree of yeah adding to that. But just for like, sure. but just the idea that you know people naturally wake up like that. It's like no, they spend like two three hours at the gym. Then they have the ad- added privilege, depending on how much they make, of having a personal chef mm-hmm. who can cook them meals. So they don't have to think about what they're eating because someone's thinking about it for them. They don't have to think about how they work out because someone's thinking about it for them. They don't have to think about, you know, what they're going to wear or how they're going to do their hair because someone's mm-hmm. thinking about it for them because they're basically walking advertisements for whatever's happening. That's so true. So unlike me or you, like, I wake up and I have to get ready for work and I spend nine hours at work mm-hmm. and then I have to go home and I have to, you know clean and cook and do all those things that someone who is making enough money can say who has I'm going to pay has yeah has like yeah. a staff they have someone who can cook and someone who can clean and someone yeah. who can you know make appointments for them yeah to do all these things that's so true like just the amount of time i spend per week now like cooking and counting macros because I am still you know like I'm I'm training for powerlifting now mm-hmm. so I I do pay a great deal of attention to diet and exercise and everything but it's like and I actually think about that a lot it's like this is really it's hard to keep that balance like it's it takes a significant amount of my time and attention and it requires a huge level of commitment that I only really have because I really, really love it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, was that how you felt when you were doing it for... And also, I mean, I assume your diet's also different because for versus... Yeah, like core, I eat where carbs you were, now. Right, right <laughs> like you were trying to slim down, whereas now you're trying to do stuff to, like... Now it's about muscle. strength. Which means, like... Yeah, which means, which like, means I'm, prob- I'm okay Which means you will gain and, weight because... That's what muscle is. Yeah. Like, well, I'm not a bodybuilder, which would be, like, more more intense, like, cutting and bulking and stuff. But, like, I put on a pretty significant amount of muscle over the summer when I got, like, really, really more serious about powerlifting. Mm -hmm. And I gained enough weight that I'm like, okay, now let's, like, chill out a bit. So now I'm, like, losing a little bit of weight because I still want to remain, like, balanced in my body composition overall. Um, But... I no, it's so it's different. It's very very different. Like mm-hmm. I So I, what would you like what would a normal meal for you be? Wait, now? No, back then. Back then. Um or a normal day of eating. 
Yeah. So like a normal day of eating, I would say that at, well, let me, let me backtrack real quick because I want to preface this. I want to go into it by saying that like, I, as we've already been talking about, like I have never had like a very petite body type. I've never been thin or whatever. Um, so going into porn, I was like, I know that I don't have like the typical body type, but I also know that I can be successful as like as mainstream as I want to be really. Um, which is why I was so adamant about the way that people and well companies marketed me as being Siri and like represented what I was doing. Um, but that being said, that shit, it still got to me in the end. Like, it was probably within, like, my first year that I just slowly kind of started to absorb this mindset of, like, I need to be smaller, I need to be smaller. Um, and just like what we were talking about, having an, pr- the privilege of time and enough money to be able to invest more in going to the gym more often, you know, and pay more attention to like diet and things like that. That's kind of the thing that made it possible for Mm -hmm. me. And it's not like, I'm not saying I had some like fucking like dramatic weight loss. I mean, I, there's a 20 pound difference between me starting out in the adult industry and ending in it, Mm -hmm. you know? So, which is funny because like as, as soon as I like left adult and like, moved to where I am now, I gained 30 pounds. <laughs> so I gained it all back and more, but some of that was muscle. Anyway, I basically look the same now as I did back then, with the exception of, like, having had the breast reduction surgery. Mm-hmm. But um, I did, I, st- I started to kind of absorb this mindset, even though I was trying really hard to just, like, accept myself. It just kind of crept in where, like, I, I need to be smaller. I want more success. I want to shoot for this company. Like, I want to get this deal. I mm-hmm. want to have, like, a star showcase, which is where they shoot, like, a bunch of scenes of one performer, usually one girl, and market this as, like, this one person's, like, their own movie, you know? Yeah. So stuff like that, that's a big deal. I just felt like, am I going to have this? Can I achieve these things if I'm at my current weight? And I felt like, no, I probably can't. So I just put this pressure on myself to continually become smaller, which I did. And it was kind of gradual and it wasn't too dramatic, but it was enough that people noticed, Mm -hmm. you know, like I had fans who'd be like, why are you, what are you doing? Like you were, I liked you better before. Like, what are you doing now? Um, And I was like, fuck you. I'm not doing it for you. Like, (laughs) even if you think that's a nice thing to say, like it wasn't about what fans wanted in the first place. So yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just, I wanted to kind of get that out of the way and just kind of like frame things that Mm -hmm. way. So by the time that I got to where I was like in a really solid, like, I want to lose weight mindset, um, I was at one, at the worst, what I would call the worst point, I was dieting pretty restrictively. Okay. In fitness communities, at least the ones that I'm a part of because they're very scientifically driven fitness communities, you know, women who are into like strength Mm -hmm. and eating to fuel your workouts and things like that. We kind of make fun of this number that gets thrown around in like magazines and social media. And it's just kind of Pinterest. It's like bullshit, but there's this magical number that gets suggested for women all the time for the number of calories you should eat in a day. 1200. 1200. 1200. It's 1200 the magic number. As soon as you said magic number, I was like, it's 1200. Yep. 12. And, and That's then, roughly what I was eating at the at what I call the worst point in me yeah. dieting when I was oh, in the Oh, but now industry. they've changed. It's 1200 to 1500. Oh, how nice of them. That extra 300. Oh, how fabulous. Guess what? I bet the extra 300 are not allowed to be from carbs. I mean, because carbs are the devil. Yeah. That's a joke. It's not fucking true. That's, they're actually something that you need to function as a human. So. That's why I can't um, do keto. <laughs> no one should do, I'm sorry. I'm, ugh. I know people who have done keto and it really worked well for them. I, I, there's a specific time and place for that. 
mm-hmm. but as 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 a someone who's training for strength, I like literally have to eat carbs, and also I love them; they're delicious. And why would I not? Um, but yeah, no. So twelve hundred, that magic number was like basically how much I was eating. It might have went up to like fourteen hundred some days, but I I was tracking. I was like logging all my food, so I knew how many calories I was consuming, and I was like down to the last fraction of one calorie correct yeah damn and, yeah well when when i tell people now that like the whole basically the whole time i was in porn i didn't because you know the, the whole drugs and sex and rock and roll like mm-hmm. people being crazy all the time that stereotype and i'll tell people like i didn't really drink at all I especially didn't do drugs but i didn't really drink at all because guess yeah, what alcohol's you know, calories it's all calories and carbs yep and I was tracking everything. And I was like, I'm not going to sabotage this shit. Are you kidding me? So also, it's really I almost hard never to, drank. Also, it's really hard to track alcohol. It is. Yeah. You don't really know for sure. You can kind of ballpark guess. But especially with beer. Who the fuck? They put weird shit in craft beer all the time. And I love craft beer. And it pisses me off sometimes. I'm just like, can I just? Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, like I didn't, I didn't really drink. Like it was like basically no fun. Like I literally would like count out. I mean, I guess I still do this, but now I feel good about it. Cause it's like not for shitty reasons, I guess. But I would like be like, this is five chips. Like, um, anyway, I, like I said, I'm, I'm not trying, I don't, I don't want to fit shame anyone. Like I, like I said, I still track my food now and I still count my macros now, but the difference is now I'm doing it because I'm like happy about it, A, and mm-hmm. B, because I'm doing it with a goal other than just, I need to be smaller for someone else. Yeah. That's the destructive part. Do you? It's kind of the, the impetus behind it. Did you ever see, uh, I don't, did you ever, like, see or talk to any other people who, like, I mean, eating disorders were a big part of their journey in porn? No doubt. I have no doubt that they were. Um, Although, it's hard for me to speak to it directly because... Did you have friends when you were in porn who were in porn? Yes. Okay. Well, I told you about, like, Alex Chance. Like, she lived across the street, and, like... Yeah. So I had people that I hung out with. Okay. But there was always a... uh, And because I put it there, there was usually a pretty firm boundary in place where, like, I didn't... Well, first of all, I never socialized with anyone as Adrian. Like, me saying that that's my first name on this podcast is, like, a giant fucking deal to me. But, like, I would meet, like, all the people that were other, even fellow performers. I mean, they might have seen my ID because it got, like, scanned or, like, you know, it was on my paperwork when we were on set together. But even if they saw that and they saw my legal name, I would still tell them to call me Siri. (laughs) Okay. So that's just to give you an idea of, like, the kind of boundary that I set up that I put between myself and other people. So, no, I, I don't, I can't say that I was ever, like, close enough with anyone to to have a discussion mm-hmm. with them about body image, how, how they saw themself, them, themselves. Um, but I know, I know that it was something that other people were struggling with. Like, I know that I had actually talked to Alex on several occasions about that because we were about the same size. Um, and so we both experienced a lot of the same kind of weird fucking comments from producers, directors, fans, etc. Um, about our bodies. And we definitely had a similar experience there. What about the men? Like, I didn't talk to them. Just because um, I'm, I'm thinking about it, because I know we talk about how the man if, is this scene is mostly just there to be a penis. Yeah. But I feel like, at least when you're talking about girl and guy, that man is always going to be tall, built, and have a decent-sized dick. Mm-hmm. But, like, everything else is sort of, like, you know, you don't you don't see bigger boys. And then if they are, it's like they're a bear. True. And even then, yeah. it's a certain type of big. Yeah. There's one guy that I think of right now as you're saying this that I did a scene with 
and in that scene, I'm so sorry because this gets brought up at this point every fucking episode. This this obsession with taboo relationships and porn. That's because it's an obsession. That's because it's an obsession in porn. Correct. So, but I'm saying that to say, okay. So this this um, co-star that I had in a scene played my stepdad. Um, <laughs> um, and, and I, and I remember him mentioning that he was like, I'm always the fucking stepdad. He was like, why am I always, the-? it's, it was a rhetorical question. He knew why he was always the stepdad, but he was always a stepdad because he was not like a, like a jacked guy with a six pack and like big boulder shoulders and whatever. Like he mm-hmm. had, uh, a dad bod, if that's what you want to call it, you mm-hmm. know? He was like a, a softer guy with some weight on him, and he wasn't extremely muscular. And I found him very attractive, and we had a great time together. I stand a soft boy. We be alive. <laughs> <laughs> I like that soft boy. Yeah, but um, hashtag soft boy. Hashtag. Start so, that porn genre. Uh, that's what I was actually gonna ask: is if you see and moving in a better direction where maybe some of these things that you know wouldn't be considered mainstream where you'd put you know the if you see it getting better I do okay I do I you know and better is like how do you really define that like how, are, how how do you measure when it gets better? That's like, yeah. No, it, that's I not agree. really a measurable thing, but I think it's just enough to to that people are actually having conversations about it. Okay, <laughs> like the fact that um, production companies that are trying to do different things and trying to showcase all different kinds of bodies, whether that means you know, because we haven't really talked about this directly, but. This episode's about body image. You know, I think for me that's been more related to, like, weight appearance. But for some people, that's cisgender versus, like, not being binary. Like, for some people, if they don't identify as cisgender, they're like, how am I going to be a mainstream porn performer? Can I even be? And I think it also goes back to, um, like, Western European beauty standards, which is... How light or dark is your skin color? Yeah. What's your hair like? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those things that unfortunately get labeled as niche, even though it's just, like, people look like that. It's just, just like, I'm like sorry, that. it's classic, like, white supremacy, though, to just be like, well, this blonde, like light-skinned, yet for whatever reason luxuriously tanned person is the most ideal thing. It's just more of that bullshit. Of, like, the the white person is the default assumption. Mm-hmm. Like, everything else is some special, like, niche or, like, a special interest. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. Even though I benefited from it. Fuck that. You can still understand <laughs> that you benefit from something. And that's part of, that's part of looking at your privilege is how you can take the benefits that you, that you receive from those privileges and using them to help others. Yeah. I tried. I, I definitely could have done better when I was in the industry. But yeah. Yeah. I, I think I was aware of it when I was active. Um, I do. I wish that I had been a little more vocal about a lot of things. Um, at the time, I wasn't because I was also concerned with being hired. Mini Adrian's regrets. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All of my regrets. I have no regrets. No, I'm just <laughs> no regrets. Do we feel good? I feel really good. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel? Um, I feel good. I feel like I need to pee. Yeah, that that makes sense. I feel like we had a nice conversation. I feel like I would love to hear from you, the person listening to this right now, 
about you I don't even care if you review this is just me genuinely wondering like like if you watch porn if you consume porn in some way do you see yourself represented does it bother you that you don't see yourself represented or do you like the fact that you're there are these like really really beautiful people and like it's it gives like a you true this fantasy weird, world. A true fantasy yeah. that gives you this weird barrier between. What, if that's not, what would you love to see more of in porn? I'm not talking about acts. I'm just talking about, like, what kind of bodies would you love to see more? Do you want your body represented? Are you afraid of what that representation looks like? Because fetishization is not representation, so sometimes, Ooh. so sometimes I get nervous. I'm like, "Ooh, you know, if I start to see girls with tummies and it's not handled in a certain way, is it going to be weird? Like we're slapping, we're <gasps> slapping the fat Dude. and stuff, God, like type thing. Yeah. Which to me, that I mean, I think that'd make me feel worse than not seeing my body represented in the first place. Can I just say real quick, even though we're wrapping up? That's fine. That's 100% fucking percent. Like, so I do want to mention that I I think that I wanted breast reduction surgery since I was like 15 years old. Like, and the fact that I ended up going into porn and like being a successful like like big boob, like known for having big boobs, big natural boobs, porn star is just because I was like, well, I mean, this is what I have right now, and this is what I want to do. So I'll make this work some kind of way. Mm-hmm. But that being said, like, I 100% feel like actually my experiences in porn just increased my desire to have the breast, the breast reduction surgery eventually. Because what I experienced was such extreme fetish, fetishization of having big boobs that I was like, at this point, this is ridiculous, and I'm uncomfortable. Like, I actually am more than that. Be- believe it or not. Um, I don't. Because most of the stuff I was hired for, like, probably 60% of the work I got was because of my boobs. Mm-hmm. And it was in some way focused on it. Like, they would shoot the scene in a way that it was just, like, boobs everywhere all the time. It was always, like, shake your boobs. Do this. Make them move this way. Can you slap this guy's face between your breasts? Like, just Can the most ridiculous shit your, that I would never do in my personal life. Your boobs, right? Everything. Like, can we get a? Can we get five minutes of titty fucking in here? Can we get that? Ugh. Oh, aka, you want me to do something on camera that's solely fucking for you to watch? That I get no real. Fun. I mean, I'm lying. Like, sometimes it was fun. But it's just kind of, like, a- annoying after one minute, essentially. Um, yeah, so I had, I definitely experienced a very extreme level of my having large breasts and being fetishized for that. To the degree that, like, by the time I got breast reduction surgery, it's so hard to say those words, um, <laughs> I was, like... You know, I felt so safe in my decision to do that because I felt like, this is a gross pun, I'm sorry, but I felt like I'd really milked all that I could get out of Yeah, and then thing. And a weight was really lifted off of your <laughs> chest. I didn't need, like, I was like, even if I ever miss them, I have plenty of fucking photos I can go look at, you know? Like, yeah. I think I've done everything that a person can possibly attempt to do with their boobs. And because I did all that, I also knew, like, I'm not really going to miss having boobs that are this large. Like, it's totally fine. I really don't need this in my fucking life. And I would honestly rather be able to, like, run without dying. So. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, I just had to say that because you said fetishization is not representation, and it's fucking not. That's so true. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for listening. Again, please let us know um, if you want to also drop us a review. We really appreciate that. We yes. like your we like your feedback because that helps us do things to improve or let us know that we're doing a good job. If there's anything you would like to talk you would like us to talk about in particular, we'd love to hear it. 
Yes, please tell us. Email us. Uh, mm-hmm. Comment on Instagram. Send us a DM on Instagram. Send us a DM on Twitter. Tweet us. We have a Twitter? Yeah. I've I mean, it, oh, yeah, of course. We have a Twitter. I've used it three times. <laughs> because Twitter's for people who can check their Twitter all day. Not me. Which isn't me. <laughs> but I've used it about three times. Yeah. So, yeah, we're at Instagram, and our own website, on Twitter. Um, you can listen to us wherever you get your stream platform. Rate us. Rate, Rate review, us. subscribe. Do-do-do-do. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Sploosh.